Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. How are we doing this morning? All is well. All right, settle down, everyone. <laughs> Relax. It's Sunday. Uh, just a couple quick announcements uh, for those who have never heard me do the announcements. Uh, I know everyone that has heard me do the announcements loves to hear them, so I'm going <laughs> to do them again. Uh, if you need to use the restroom at any time, they're back through the door there and to the left. Um, if you get lost, you're on your own this weekend, I guess, because no one's standing back there right now. Uh, I guess I'll kind of be back there. So, oh, Isaiah, Isaiah will be back there. I'm usually kind of back there too. Uh, we are having a fellowship here. We want to hear from you in the audience. So if you have a question or comment at any time, Jesse will call on you. Myself or Nick will bring you the mic. Please hold it like I'm holding it. Uh, try not to let it move away. Don't flail it about. Don't put it in your mouth. You'd be surprised. Um, people do that. Anyways, uh, please, could you do me a kind favor? Check your cell phones. Silence the cell phones. Silence the cell phones. James, I can see James. His phone's in his hand. He's checking right now. So please follow suit. Uh, silence the cell phones. And also, please, no food or drinks in here uh, before, during, or after uh, the service. Uh, and if anybody, I guess no one's really sitting in the way back. So, But if anybody who's not sitting in the very, very front right now wants to sit in the front, please, I mean, you know, come on, come on up. Because, you know, the stragglers, the lollygaggers, uh, they're going to sit in the back. That's just what they do. So uh, if anybody wants to move up, please feel free to do so. Jesse can see you all the way in the back there. It's not like he can't <laughs> see you. Uh, he's going to call on you. But anyways, guys... Enough for me, am I right? Uh, happy Sunday. Thanks for coming. Take it, Jesse. Amazing. Thank you. Are we ready yet? So you guys didn't hear the Anchor Baby show this Friday, right? Couldn't hear it. Good morning. Welcome to church. He will not tell us now. I'm Jesse Peterson. Thank you so much for being with me. You can get involved by going to our YouTube chat line, and Hake will uh, let me know so I can respond to your questions and comments. Um, and thank you all for coming. Good morning, everybody. Morning. Hi, y'all. Amazing. Amazing. So Hake wasn't, I mean, not Hake, but the Anchor Baby show, we were talking about that as we were starting here. Why didn't your show air this week live? Um. Technical issues. Okay. Can I get it going? And we'll be back next week if the Lord is willing? Yeah. Oh, okay. Anchor Baby's new show. So I was thinking about what's going on in, in, in the country and in the world today. And I was looking at a report where over in Canada, you know, they, they have a dictatorship now. And that man declared emergency, whatever they call it. And now the people... Uh, under a dictator. But what was so interesting is that they can now take your money in Canada. <clears throat> they can literally tell a bank, 
Don't give these people your money. Your own money and the banks will do it. In Canada. And that's coming to America. Because if you notice, the American government is not saying anything about it. And if they're not saying anything, it's because they approve it. So I don't know what y'all are going to do with your little money. <laughs> and then I was, I have heard that with crypto, is that what it's called? That um, the government can't touch that because they can't find it or something. It's out there in the air and space and in your head. Isn't that right? So what? It's on the blockchain. Which is technology stuff. It's like data. It's on the blockchain. Oh, okay. On the blockchain. It's actually very traceable because it's on the blockchain. You said that they can get it or can't? They can't get it. Oh, I'm sorry. Hold on with the mic for a minute. We'll move a little fast. Nick, come and act like you're part of it. Right here. Um, you said they, the government can get you. Because I was talking to Sammy, the Mexican Carway boy, about this yesterday. Yeah, they can't get it because uh, it's protected by a 12-word password usually. Um, it's it, Obama himself said that it was like having a Swiss bank account in your own pocket because literally it is an account that only exists virtually as you hold it. So like you said, even people sometimes will memorize their passwords, right. it's hard to do, but you could memorize your passwords and no one could ever touch it. Well, they can't get it. How come Canada is able to get it from the people? Because they've already seized some people. Well, the, uh, problem, the problem is, is um, well, you can't transfer to money because the banks, in order to transfer to money, you would have to use a bank so or a third party to make it into cash like that we're used to. But if someone were to accept cryptocurrency, like Russia is about to accept all cryptocurrencies, so if they had sanctions against them, they could accept cryptocurrencies and no one can stop the crypto. But, but Canada is literally taking the crypto. Yeah, there, there's they, a way. Unless the media is lying, and the media will lie, so I don't know. There's ways on different crypto in order to, like, try to stop their transactions, but they, if it's, 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 it's really confusing. It's, it's. It's hard to explain, but uh, I mean, you can it, explain it. Actually, I wanted to hear how why this gentleman thinks it's not protected. But 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 before you answer that, um, what I'm not sure exactly what Canada is doing to take people's crypto. But one way they are able to is if they people are keeping their crypto online on websites like Coinbase.com, for example. It's like holding. Um, it would be like having uh, money that in a bank that people could take without taking your money out. If you have your money under your mattress, for example, they can't take it. There are ways to protect your crypto off the Internet that is totally Where the government cannot take it? Where they cannot take it. So you have to hide your wallet under the mattress? In essence, yes. <laughs> okay. Which is possible, but a lot of people don't do that, which then, you know, a government can take the money out at, at that way. But I, I wanted to let this gentleman. So, um, like he said, it can get complicated, so I'll try not to make it. I don't want to make any yeah, eyes glaze over. Um, crypto is really traceable because it's on the blockchain. That's one thing. Everything is accounted for, and governments, as they have access to the blockchain, will know how much you have, 
how many times you've traded it, whose, whose hands it's went through. But on top of that, crypto's usability in the last, I don't know, five years, ten years, um, is based on its... Its growth is based on usability, and its usability is tied to fiat currency. You can have a million dollars in Bitcoin, but it doesn't matter if you can't get a million U.S. dollars or Canadian dollars or whatever. And then on top of that, the countries that are saying, oh, we'll accept crypto, just crypto, crypto is really volatile. So you can't charge for something this hour, the same an hour from now, because the price always changes. And on top of that, we kind of already see, you talk about the media is willing to lie. Well, if Russia is accepting crypto and the U.S. government, the Canadian governments, these Western governments want to crack down on crypto, well, that could, you could probably put two and two together if you watch the news as to why all of a sudden, you know, Russia bad again. Um, oh, okay. But they can get to crypto if they want because it's all tied to fiat currency. It used to be... I don't even could, understand the language, fiat and crypto. The, the dollar. The expert got to help me. He's the expert on crypto. He's a, if you ever need crypto help, no, I'm playing. <laughs> I'm joking. And so what part of this is real and fake? Okay, so crypto is traceable, like he said. However, as long as you don't give out your address to people, they don't know how much you hold or who holds it. Anybody can have anything on the blockchain and as long as you do not allow a third party to know what your address is, then you're totally anonymous with that fact. So how is the government able to, if it's true, because the media yeah. lies so much, so how the are government they able to take can, the Trump people money, crypto money? So the government can confiscate it if it's on an exchange because there's a phrase in crypto, not your keys, not your crypto. As long as you have access to those 12 to 20 words uh, 24 words, then nobody can take that money from you ever. They can try to crack the code, do whatever they want, but it's an infinite amount of randomly gener uh, generated words, and as long as nobody knows your address, they can't get into your uh, wallet. So let me ask, if I had crypto, as long as I don't spend it, then it's safe. It, but if, if I spend one crypto dime then the government could get in. Well, there are ways of cashing out without anybody knowing. It's also kind of the same way how when people hold large amounts of stocks, when they cash out and they don't allow anybody to know, it's called OTC or over-the-counter. So there's ways of going to people and cashing out, and there's no trace of you actually cashing out. And one last thing about that, I also saw a report where a lot of people online are still in other people crypto yeah they have a lot of uh that's shame. mainly how that happens is it goes back to the exchanges if you leave your money on an exchange oh. anybody can um ex uh they can they can do an exploit or ddos attack on the network especially if you don't have audits on your projects so if you don't have good security on your projects you could have your project hacked and they could steal all the money that way or it could be the people who created it themselves, they have backdoor keys and things like that. But as long as something is deployed on the blockchain right. and it's locked and immutable, nobody can ever mess with the contract. They can't hack it. It's not hackable. What a mess, huh? But if, uh, <laughs> if, if, you, if you don't want your money to, to be volatile, then you could put it in what is called a stable coin. 
a stable coin is equal to a dollar, so it, it doesn't fluctuate. Amazing. That's why I'm from the old school. I like to walk to the bank. I like to walk up to a human, give them my money, get a receipt back, because I don't want to be trying to do this on a computer. It's crazy. So you were supposed to be here last Sunday, right? Yes. Oh, you were the one? Yes. What happened to you? I went to bed at 5, but no excuse. I went to bed at about 5 a.m. I was working, but no excuse. Oh, okay. I should have been here. Did your friend tell you he showed up? Yeah. And it was his first yeah. time, and he was like, what the? Yeah. <laughs> he was trying to get a hold of me. <laughs> yeah, I know. What's your name? Alex. Alex. Well, welcome, man. Thank you. I appreciate it. Any questions about anything? No. Oh, okay. Well, I'm glad you made it. Thank you. I appreciate Listen. it. Uh, anybody else? First time? Oh, okay. Nice. Tell me your name and how'd you make it? I mean, how'd you make it? How'd you hear about us? We made it by God. <laughs> yeah, that's what you're... Hey, you black. What the... <laughs> so, um, we're from uh, Maryland. Right on. And we um, moved here about three weeks ago. You moved to Los Angeles? Yes. Well, no. Not actually Los Angeles. But California. California, yeah. Are you aware the folks that live here are trying to get out? Yes. Yes, yes. Did you meet them on the road? We saw them all on the highway. (laughs) But, you know, um, what we've seen, we've been trying to move to California for years. And um, what we've seen is that through God's grace, he'll make our experience different from everyone else's experience okay and so we were hearing about all the fire stories here and where we are is paradise so oh, okay well welcome great. yeah i'm glad you're here man thank you thank i you. wish you were There's a lot of empty spaces yeah. out there now. yeah i know <laughs> it's a buyer's market right <laughs> that's right well i don't know about la though i mean california things are so high now yeah it's, expensive. it's, it's through the roof yeah you know what i mean it but is. welcome man thank you so much we, we're fans of the show we love it Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, your name? My name? Oh, Catherine. Oh. Catherine. Catherine. And, and you're from, are you guys together? Yeah, we're a family. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what now? All of us. Oh, all you all together? Mm-hmm. I'm black. She white. <laughs> you married, you, you, oh, you married to a white, a black man? Mm-hmm. What? <laughs> no, I'm playing. <laughs> uh, any, well, welcome. Thank you. You listen to the show? Mm-hmm. And... When you first heard the first show, do you remember what was your impression? Um, it took me a while, actually, in, in all honesty. Oh, yeah, um, no, I won't. <laughs> um, I'm originally from London, and I've been in the States about 10 years. Um, we've been married for how many years now? 11? 11 years? Um, are you okay? Oh, I hit her in the eye, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> yeah, it took me a while. Oh, uh, yeah? Initially, yeah. And, and why? Because it was quite... Um, Different and abrupt at first, some of the things he was saying. Yeah. So it took me a while. Listen, he would have it on in the house, and um, yeah, it took a while. But I, I'm a fan now. So. And how did you finally come around? Um, forgiving my parents. Oh, how to do it? So he did it about Absolutely. six months before, seven, eight months before, and I saw a massive change in him, and that affected our relationship. Right. And on. then I, I did the same thing. Nice. So, yeah. And then Love conquers all. What did your mother say when you went to her? Um, she took it better than I thought, actually. Um, I thought from some of the issues, like growing up, I thought that, um, you know, she never, ever really said sorry. So um, she actually took it really well, and she actually apologized, 
but I didn't go in with the expectation of anything. Right so. on. And my dad was great as well. So it went a lot better than I thought. Oh, nice. Yeah. So it's good. Well, amazing. Yeah. Now you kids have a chance to live. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. And what's your name? Cheyenne, nice to meet you. You too, Cheyenne. Yeah. I used to watch, Cheyenne is a, a movie, used to be a cowboy movie or yeah. something, right? Yes. Hey, Cheyenne. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh, welcome. You heard, Have you heard the show? Yes. How old are you? I'm 19. 19. You look much younger. What's <laughs> your impression of the show? Anything you disagree with? Oh, I love it. Oh, you do? Yeah, I love your amazings. <laughs> amazing. That's right. <laughs> Any questions about anything? No. Okay. Yeah. Well, welcome. Thank you. All right. Uh, anybody else first time? Oh, do you want to say your name? Oh, yeah. What's your name? No. No? What's your name, sir? Anthony. Hey, Anthony. How old are you? Eight. Amazing. Are you a beta or alpha? <laughs> uh, alpha? You're alpha. That's right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you want to tell me your name? Alaya. How old are you? Mm, six. Right on. Are you a beta or alpha? Alpha. Right on. See there? Yeah? When the parents get right, they're really alpha children. <laughs> so I'm surprised, though, that the bank, that the government can tell the bank to not give someone else their own money. Isn't that like amazing? Look like the bank would say, no, I'm not listening. This, this money doesn't belong to me. It belongs to them. And because the bank should be like a business and not controlled by the government. But it's coming to America, so it, it's already in the making. It really already happening. And so I would get ready for it. It's going to be a bumpy ride. Yes, sir. That's already happened to a couple people here in America. What that happened? Have been banned from banks. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's just not uh, publicized like that. But there are people that have been revoked from banking privileges, PayPal, all that other kind of stuff. For uh, see, it's already happening. For no wonder they're not against Canada doing it. What uh, a mess, huh? Show is. <laughs> I never imagined that this would happen in America. It just doesn't seem like it's possible. But it's so possible. Like when I was, I heard this report about the that money thing, we were just crypto and all that. I'm like, what the millennials going to do now? Because a whole lot of millennials are into the crypto thing. And at one time, it seemed like a safe way to work your money. But that's starting to change. Any questions? Anybody have a life this week? Amazing. Nobody else had one. No. Oh, two, three. Can I get four? <laughs> there we go. So I ha- no one have a question for me, right? I have a question. How do you see life? How do you see life? When you think of life, do you ever like think of life? life What's your am- ideas of life? Life is amazing. It's like, amazing it in what is. way? Because I see life as... Kind of, I've had these moments where I experience life in like stop motion, where it's like everything exists in very particular moments. 
and that moment is basically accumulation of everything that led up to that, which really amounts for like endless possibilities that could happen after. And I think the true happiness and like peace in life is um, just appreciation and gratefulness to what brought you to the present. Um, and that could be the good and the bad and the pain and the pleasure. Uh, I, I guess I don't look at life in a particular way. Life is just more of a way of, of existing. When you say a particular way, you have no ideas about life? No, I try not to put any judgment or um, try to look at it in a particular way. I try to be really open-minded about life. Okay. Amazing. Had you, before you woke up, did you have ideas about life, the way things should be, the way they should go? And I have in the past, yeah. And what were you, do you remember what they were at the time? Um, I know there's times in, in my life where I felt like I needed to impress people or I needed to live a certain way, act a certain way, dress a certain way. Um, and then I kind of realized when you go down that path, you start to lose who you really are and who you're meant to be. And the world can manipulate you into becoming anything and you really at, at a certain point you um it could lead down a path of self-destruction have you are you married no have you ever dated yes and when you dated did you have any idea the way that should go the way it should go like yeah when you you were dating do you have did you have any ideas the way it should happen uh, what should happen, the way it should go, uh, a way your girl should act or not act, or the way you should be or not be with her? Uh, in the past, yeah. Um, I think when people first meet each other, it's it's very common for people to just want to be accepted and want to be liked. And sometimes along the way, when we're trying to get to know someone, we will say things that we know they want to hear. And we'll, won't... When you say a, we, me, you? Uh, me in the past. Oh, okay. Not me now, but... Right. Well, yeah. And I see it amongst, like, friends and stuff that, you know, they'll they'll say things that they know... You the would expect your girlfriend to say certain things or act a certain way? Yeah. So that... She, you will expect that to, so she can prove that she liked you? Yeah. And... What, and... and we would act that way so they could like us. When you say we, who are you talking about? I'm saying uh, like... Is there someone attached to you? <laughs> no, like... Uh, um, just, you would act that way, right? So there's people in general. You. I think, I think we, we want people to who like us. we? I'm trying to have a conversation with you about you. Sure. Would you do say expecting... Go ahead. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll speak for myself. Thanks. Hey, finally. <laughs> Sorry. There, I mean, there's I, this reporter I that same... I watch some mornings, and every time she says something, she always have a we. We love you. We, good morning. Welcome to the show. We love you. I'm like, who are we? I don't see anybody there but her. But anyway. 
there, I'll just the reason I'm saying we is because I have this same same convers- similar conversation with a lot of friends, okay. and they kind of have similar experiences. Right. So, and so when you were dating, I assume that like a lot of people feel. I that. assume. Yeah, and that's probably that's hate probably mistake. But I'll say that usually I I want people to like me. I want people to accept me, and sometimes that means that. I'll say things that I don't really mean. Yeah. Most of the time, lady, the guys are lying to you. Yep. It, they have an agenda. And most of the time, the leaders are lying, guys. They have one, too. They're not being honest. Because of that expectation, yep. they want something back. Yep. Yeah. And I think over time, <clears throat> when you, you know, months, years go by, situations come up, certain conflicts, where the real you comes out. Yeah. And then they start to see that you weren't like you were when I first met you. <laughs> yeah. And that's when people start hating each other, I think, is when they start seeing that they think that you changed, but really you weren't you in the beginning. You were being the person they you thought they wanted you to be. Yeah. So I, th- I think over time, like, if we, if I and people in general could just be more honest when we first meet people that... You know, maybe be people will be more be more accepting of who people are and appreciate everyone's you know unique perspectives and unique outlooks on life. Be honest about what? About you know, if there's something that that person you don't like or something, you know, if, if there's a disagreement over you know you like this but she likes that, and not faking it just to have her like you. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Um, the young lady want to respond. How do you see life, whole life, life period? I think life is beautiful. In what way? It's just beautiful. I don't know. I mean, I'm blessed. I'm grateful for the good experiences, the bad experiences. Um, so you see whole life as being beautiful? Life has challenges, and it does get hard. But I think life is beautiful. It's a gift from God. What is hard about challenges? What is hard about challenges? My reaction to it, the way I handle it. Good point. And if you think life is so beautiful, and you just love it, why do you react to challenges? That's how I'm conditioned. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Amazing. Okay. Jesse, you're here. Anybody else want to respond to how you see life? I want to know how you see life, whole life. Right here first. Thank you. Yes, sir. What's the question? What uh, <laughs> What you raise your hand for? No, I'm saying, how do you see life, period? So, What's your idea about life? Um, like other, like, well, life, I figured out that I should just try to figure out how to be myself because if other people don't like it, that's their problem. And I agree with what he was saying is if you're in a relationship, then, uh, being yourself is important because then they know what they're dealing with and it just makes things easier for everybody. And where did you get that idea from? From him? 
Well, I'm, I've been in a relationship. Uh, I think it could be codependent sometimes. It's uh, like a drug. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I like it. Um, uh, and well, sometimes she gets upset with the things I do and stuff. And I was like, I never tried to hide who I am. And I'm like, you don't. Maybe you don't love me unconditionally. You know, and what is unconditional love? Um, I guess when you maybe love yourself and accept other people, but or or if you don't love yourself, then to treat other people only as much as you love yourself. Sincerity, being sincere. You love yourself. Um, sometimes. And sometimes you don't. Yeah. Sometimes you feel like a. Why you don't love yourself sometimes? Um, I guess... You wake uh, up one morning and you say, you know what, this is Wednesday. I'm not going to love myself this day. Yeah, uh, well, I'm kind of a baby. Um, what? I'm kind of a baby. You kind of a things. baby? Yeah, because I, want th- I like it when things go my way and I feel really spoiled. And yeah. So uh, I'm appreciative, and then when... Like an example, I got some stuff for the TV to get it working, and it didn't work the way it's supposed to work. And I was, I got up really upset because you know I had it hooked up right. That's they're they're uh, they're bad because the the equipment that I bought doesn't work, and so it affected my mood because I wanted the wanted the equipment to work, but I couldn't make it work. And when you became when you were affected by it, did it work then? Uh, no. And it, and it hurt her too. It hurt my. So, what was the purpose of you getting upset if you're going to have the same problem? Mm. I don't know. Uh, the, the, I guess, I mean, the, the, per, the purpose, uh, if to you, try to get attention, you from know. From the TV or the woman? From, from her, I guess, or. <laughs> I don't, I don't know if I really want attention. I just want to be heard. I'd be like, this is the way things should be. When you, you know, get something in order, it, you know, it should work right and things should so work right. So you were yelling at her about this thing not working right? Well, not at her, just out loud. I was like, well, what maybe. What was the purpose of it? Well, I'm thinking like maybe other people hear this and other people have a voice and say the same thing and oh. then maybe things will be better. So you thought you were at home yelling at the TV <laughs> and you thought other people may hear you yelling and it would make things better? Yeah, I guess maybe what? like the people. Uh, you smoke pot? No. Oh, good. But I was thinking maybe, you know, because I know the phones listen to us, you know, and the technology. <laughs> I mean, I so think you it thought does. maybe a spy would listen in. They do. Under technology. The technology, I think, listens to people, yeah. And so sure that's does. why you, so when you overreact, you yell loud in case the spy with the technology yeah, I want them to listening. know. I want them to know I'm upset about it and I'm upset with them. <laughs> I give you permission to smoke pot. <laughs> I tried it. I I'm tried glad. it before. Don't smoke pot. <laughs> <laughs> what the? What do you think about that right now, now that you're saying this out loud to us? What do you hear about yourself? Well, even whatever my intentions were, the 
way it worked out wasn't helpful to her and maybe it didn't help me out and, you know, and it, the thing still doesn't work. See that? And, and the spy didn't come over and fix it. Yeah. They, I, didn't, they did not. But I think that they broke it. Because <laughs> it's, it's all online so they can... Now I have to buy another part. You see? And they're like, well, they made more money. You know? so Because it worked at first. Well, it didn't work at first and then it did work. Yeah. And I was like, okay, it works now. Good. Amazing. Yes. Yeah, okay. Thank you. Nick, did he yell at your computer when it didn't work? <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. Cheyenne, <laughs> 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 how do you see life at your age? How do you see life? What's your idea about life? I'm grateful and appreciative of life. You are? And I'm allowing God to help me um, come out of myself and um, take every day one step at a time by yeah. doing the silent prayer and staying out of my head. And that helps me, like, you know, separate myself from what the world wants and what I think I need for myself. Yeah. And just allowing God to, like, show me how to do, you know, daily life. And did you go forgive your father and your mother? Yeah, my mom especially. I didn't have, you know, any, um, you know... I didn't have any issues with my dad, you yeah. know, nothing Most that scarred don't hate me. Most people fathers. Yeah. <laughs> the um, my mom, I had to forgive her. And how did she, you went to her, and how did she react to it? Yeah, she took it, she didn't take it very well. Um, she didn't get angry with me, but, you know, she got a little bit manipulative. And, <laughs> um, you know, <laughs> so basically she um, tried to, like, blame it on me. Um, you know, for not really having a connection with me. And um, that was hard, you know, my, not my stepmom, Catherine. But, um, you know, but through that, it showed me that I couldn't change her and that I just needed to forgive her and take it for what it was, see the good in her, even though, you know, I was seeing the bad in her because God was showing me what I could become. Yeah. And so that allowed me to, like, you know, take some time and forgive her. And then, you know, through that, I was free. And um, every day since then, you know, I've been, you know, having a huge appreciation for life and everything that God can show me. Why was it hard when she would try to manipulate you and put it back on you? Why was that hard for you? It was hard for me because, you know, with her words, she tried to make it seem like that she had all of these things to do, and that's why she couldn't give me the love that I needed growing up. And that basically, you know, instead of just recognizing that, you know, she should have been there for me and that we could have had a strong relationship, not a daughter relationship, you know, um, <coughs> it kind of, like, made it seem like that it was all my fault. Yeah. yeah. And you so realize it, was it wasn't? Yeah. But it's okay, you know. I know that there's things that I could have done, you know, but as a child, it's hard to communicate that, you know, this is the reason why I'm feeling like we're not close. So, yeah. Well, yeah. as a child, there was nothing you could do. Yeah. Really, because you're subject to the parents. Right. As a child, so there was nothing you could do about what was happening. Not yeah. at all. So you talked to your father about these kinds of things? Yes. And he helped you through it? Yes. So are you, you're out of high school already, right? Yes. Are you working? 
Yeah, um, so I just moved, and I was working for four years at a job. So oh, okay, good. Yeah. Right I'm on. I'm going to be back to working soon, very soon. Amazing. You going to college? Yes. I just applied, and I got in, so. And what what you major? Um, marketing and business. Oh, okay. Trying to be like a stay-at-home mom so I can focus on the family. But, but if you go to college, you're not going to stay at home. Right. I know your views on college. <laughs> 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 but <laughs> but I am um you know trying to you know work from home so that I can focus on the family and marketing and and social media marketing is there's a way that I can you know do it and focus on it, my husband you know and so you you're not going to let the ego make you feel like you're equal to a man and you got to yeah. go to work Yes, thankfully, my dad, you know, I stayed with my dad when I was 12, so he raised me mainly, you know, so I got away from my mom, and, you know, he installed these principles in me from right. when I was very young, yeah. so he, um, you know, showed me the way to live from very young, so right I, um, you know, applied these principles very quickly in my life, and for years, I've been working on, you know, you know, allowing myself to take orders from a man, and but also, you know, being feminine and those things, staying away from, you know, the world, what the world tells you, you should be doing, yeah. things like that. When you first heard that your father was getting married, do you remember your how you <laughs> felt about it when you first heard about it? Well, I was four oh. when I first met Catherine. So oh, okay. they married a long time ago. But um, I've always known her as my mom and I appreciate her so much. Oh, good. Uh, so it never bothered you that he married someone else? No. Oh, good. Yeah, I was just, you know, used to it from very young. Right on. Amazing. Uh, how do you, what's your idea of life in a black shirt? Yeah. I look at life as an interesting experience. Uh-huh. Um, sometimes I wonder what is this experience that we are um, all having together? And I do realize that we all make up the experience as one. In what way? Um, well, for example, we're all here. Like when he was yelling at the machine so that somebody could hear. Did you hear him? I did not. Did you experience it? I did not. No, so what do you mean? We're all here sharing this same experience. So we're all making up this experience right now. Uh, and what experience? This present moment that we're in, and how we, and I'm just trying. It's not. A, this is not a test. Relax. This is a fellowship. No rights or wrong <laughs> answers. Relax. So, how are you sharing the experience right now? To be clear to me, because I'm black and slow. Um, so we're we're all here, right? And we're all sharing this same present moment together. So we're all interpreting it in a different way, but we're all here. And we get to, I guess, share the same environment. So it, you're not going to notice other parts of what's going on, like, in the world with Ukraine and Russia and all that. So you're not going to really care too much about what's going on that's not around you. Right. But we all care to be here, and we all care to share the same experience together. Does it bother you what... Quote unquote, is happening with Russia and the United States. Absolutely Ukraine. not. It's not no. bothering you at all. No. Um, so you see whole life in what way? 
as a learning experience. Every day we're learning new things, and you you if you're not learning something new every day, you're not growing in the sense of learning what you can do to make this the most. And what are you learning? And what did you learn either today or yesterday, if you remember? To be here on time. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Amazing. So do you ever think about life like, wow, what is life really about? Yeah. You do? Mm -hmm. You got a sharp haircut, man. Who cut your hair? Um, A black person? uh, I think he was Mexican. Yeah. Yeah. Nice haircut. Thank you. I appreciate you. You (laughs) too. Thank you. So when you think about whole life, what is life really about? It's, I don't know, but I'm, I'm blessed to be able to experience this. Yeah. When uh, this young man was talking about in, in the old days before you woke up, mm-hmm. how did you see life then? Do you remember? I, I would do things without thinking about is this a good choice or not a good choice? I would just make decisions without thinking first before what I'm doing. Right. And if you keep doing those type of things, you tend to repeat the same exact mistakes if you, if you make a mistake. 100%. And people will, uh, they will say, why does this keep happening to me? And there's a lesson in that to be learned. But if you're not learning that lesson, you're going to keep repeating that until you either fix what's going on and learn from that or you know you could have very dire consequences how do you make decisions now by critically thinking about if it's a win to loss ratio if it's a, a good outcome and whatever the situation is going to be um, although you can't control what the outcome of anything is so you can't control the outcome of anything. No. But you do critical thinking. Did you say critical thinking? Yeah. So that you can try to determine the outcome? Yeah. Like, if if you're going to get mad at the TV, you're probably not going to be able to solve the situation in a, in an easier manner as if you were to think, okay, what's actually going on? How can I fix this problem? Even though none of the equipment's working try different things and see what, uh, like if, if, if you experience one problem, right, you run into one issue, try to think about, okay, this did not work, so what can I do to, to make it better, process of elimination. Oh, and you do whole life that way? I, I try to. So if you're dating and you're, you're a little critical racing, I mean critical. Oh, no, not that. <laughs> Your little critical thinking thing doesn't work, right? Do you decide, let me dump this and find another one? You, you, you come up with a strategy. Okay, this didn't work. How can I fix whatever is the issue, if there is one? And does that work? It tends to work, yeah. It tends to work? Mm-hmm. Amazing. Okay. The young lady behind you and then the guy. What do you, how do you, uh, what do you think of, uh, Life, your idea about life. What's your idea about life? I would say in all honesty, 
something's wrong. Don't rub on the back, man. Take your hands off her, mama. Don't you hate it when you start and you want to cry? <laughs> you want to cry, you can't speak, and mama rubs your back. <laughs> that makes you want to really boo-hoo. <laughs> no, no problem. Be yourself. This is not just mental meeting, really. So don't worry about that. Why she's getting her thought? What made you rub her back, mama? Well, I just wanted to give her that mama love. You know? oh. <laughs> Make her feel even worse. Uh, it does. Right away he went. Okay. So I'll, I'll go real quick. Why she's yeah? Three let her get time. herself together. So how do you? What's your idea of life? So my idea of life, um, and I was actually thinking about this, probably on the way here. Um, I see life as a school almost like a spiritual school. Uh, for instance, um, if we go outside and we don't have on, if it's snowing outside or if it's cold, if we don't have on the right clothing, then we're not properly suited for that environment, so we'll suffer. And, for instance, if we um, plant a seed in the ground and it grows a harvest, what is God teaching us through all of these things? They're pointing to spiritual realities that are deeper than this reality. And wh- how do you see life in dealing with people, mm-hmm. places, and things. You know, like real life, not real life. planting a seed in the ground. Okay. But like living life and that kind of stuff. Everyday stuff. Everyday stuff. I see it as an opportunity to bring light into the world. That's the way I see life. Because when I return to the Father, the Father gave me his light. And so I want to see that light spread. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. You've always been that way? When I returned to the Father, I did. Once I forgave my mom and she threw up, that's, that's, that's what happened. So, she threw up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a, that's you said she threw up? <laughs> yeah, All funny. the hell came out of her. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I forgave her and she just like, she couldn't believe it. She got sick. She, like, <laughs> she stopped the conversation. She was like, I can't take this. And that just, love rebuked her. Yeah, yeah. It was like... It was like Satan was coming out. Of her. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, she was vicious. I saw something I'd never seen in my life. Amazing. Yeah. Is she still living? Oh, yeah. She's the sweetest thing you ever wanted to meet. Hey, baby. <laughs> but I saw the hell that day. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Thank you, man. Yeah, sure. Yes. You ready, oh, How yeah. do you see whole life? What's your idea of whole life? Life, um, period. I would say, in all honesty, I kind of struggle with this question. Yeah. Um, I was raised by a very controlling mother and family. Um, and my dad, like, has this, still to this day, I've tried to talk to him about it a couple of times, this attitude of, um, how do I say it, like, same S, different day. Does that make sense? The so S part? Yeah, the S-H-I-T. Yeah, that makes sense. So he'd be like, he would use it every day, like, in conversations, like, how are you? And he'd be like, same, different day, you know, nothing's gone. So I was kind of raised with a very negative kind of outlook on life right so that that still is something like like i'm very grateful for everything that i have and everything the lord has provided me with for an amazing husband and family um but i definitely struggle with that like my view on life and being and and what do you struggle with peace Uh, without going too personal give me a can you give me an (laughs) example of what you struggle with Being at peace. Being at peace. And meaning what? 
เราต้องพ่อไปจากไปเลยอืมนะฮะอ๋อซ่าอืมที่ใช่ฮะอืมที่ใช่ฉันไม่รู้ว่าจะตอบคุณรู้ไหมว่าจะตอบคุณ I'm so sorry I love the way the Europeans speak Good morning sir You want coffee I have struggled struggling with this Yes What does it feel like not to have peace What is that Like I feel like I'm always going on to the next thing, and that's a family trait as well. Like being so busy with life that I don't like. He's always telling me like being the president, and I'm, that's something I'm actively working on. Being committed to the silent prayer every morning and every night, and right. just relaxing and just like because time goes so quick. Like I've been in in America ten years, and it felt like yesterday. Yeah. And you know the kids growing quicker and everything just changing. So quickly that I want to enjoy life, and right. I, I struggle to like just relax and just enjoy moments. Like you always, just, you know, slow down and you know, smell the smell the roses and right. enjoy your time. But I'm always like thinking about what I got to do or what I need to achieve or what I got to, you know. So I'm just trying to. And so, do you struggle not to think that way? Huh? Yeah, it's, it's, it seems to me. It seems partly with the way they're raised and maybe the way they are. I don't know. Like just not being relaxed. Everybody in the world was raised that way. Cause yeah. Everybody struggled with thought. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what's the name of that rapper guy that we talked about a little bit about? Kanye West. Oh yeah, Kanye West yeah, yeah. said in a if it's true, in a, in an article or somewhere, that he asked God to. What did he ask? To keep his mind sane. He asked God to keep his mind sane, mm-hmm. because everybody has an insane mind until they overcome it. Uh, why do you struggle with something that you can't repair? Why do you struggle with that? That I can't repair. What, I'm what sorry. You, I don't understand what you mean. You know, yeah, you know that the mind is drive you nuts. It yeah. won't allow you to have peace, mm-hmm. and so you're struggling trying to change that, right? Yeah. Oh, am I right about that? Yeah. And and how long have you been trying to change that? Probably a long time, right? You know, like and, even the sleeping as well. Like he he sleeps six hours and he's like straight, yeah. and I'm like eight hours, and I wake up and I feel like I just went you're to sleep. You're still a mess. And I, and I was asking the Lord to reveal to me it was just a couple of days ago, like to help me deal with some of the things. Like what am I thinking about at night? What's going on? So why I'm not getting good REM sleep and I'm not rested. Right. But he does five six hours and he's good. So it's like and I he woke me up. At like 4 a.m. about two or three nights ago, and I got up, went to the bathroom, and I woke up. You know when you're like half asleep and you still remember like what you was dreaming about? Right. I was solving two issues at the same time while I was asleep. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, and this is exactly why, you know. What a mess. Yeah. <laughs> why do you struggle with it after all this time, knowing there's nothing you can do about it? Why? Why not just let go? But I think that goes back to the control thing of like how I was raised. Right. That it's just like so prominent from like the, all the women in my family. Like it's taken me this amount of time to, you know, I'm with an alpha male, and it's only been the last what was it year that we've been listening to you, and it's been this last year has been the most growth that I've had in like forever. Yeah. Like as regards to changing fundamental things that you are. That is installed in you from you know yay high yeah. and things that I'm trying to change so that this one particularly doesn't do the same that I've done. So yeah. 
Absolutely. Getting there. So stop. Uh, you can't change your mind. You can't do anything about it. You have to let go. Yeah. Do you, you're not convinced yet that all thoughts are all lies all the time about anything? We've been debating about this, actually. So I'm not quite there on that. I, I, I struggle with thinking that all, completely 100% of thoughts are lies. You struggle with that? I struggle with that, yeah. And so seeing that you struggle with that, too? Yeah. So seeing to tell you all thoughts are not all lies. He's lying. And you're like, okay, Daddy, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> but... Yeah. If you don't believe all thoughts are all lies all the time, why you why you you don't have peace? You're struggling with it. You want to overcome it. Why do you want to overcome the thoughts if you don't believe they're lying to you? That's a really good point. I'm sorry. Uh, that's a good point. That makes sense. Yeah. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. And the answer is what? <laughs> I mean, I guess maybe I'm not looking at it right because. What you're saying seems correct. Yeah. So you're looking at it the wrong way. Yeah, my perspective maybe is is probably off. There's nothing you can do about thoughts. All thoughts are all lies. That's what you have to let go and let God handle it. That's what the prayer is for. So you can see of yourself, you can do nothing. I think that's what he was saying as well this week about completely trust do i completely trust yeah. god you're not all in i'm not and that's what he said he's like you've got to be completely in to completely trust him to be able to let go of everything yeah because if you believe thoughts what you're saying is you believe satan you worshiped evil mm. and you don't believe god at all it just sounds good to say oh i'm a good christian and mm-hmm. i just believe god mm-hmm. and god is wonderful and i just love life and you go right and believe Satan. You're really worshiping Satan, mm. pretending to be worshiping God. Mm. It's just a good feeling to say that you believe in God. You don't believe in God. Because you can only serve one God. So mm. either you serve the imagination or you serve God. You can't be in and out. Yeah. That makes sense? Yeah. So don't let Satan trick you. Oh, you're serving God today. You're a wonderful Christian. Mm-hmm. Come on back over your daughter so I can keep you up all night. <laughs> I don't want you to doubt thoughts. I want you to believe thoughts, but believe God. That's okay. It's like half in, half out. Yeah, you're not in with God at all. You're all in with Satan. Anybody that believes any thoughts, see your daddy. Just know you're worshiping evil, and it just feels good to say, I believe in God. It's just a feeling, but so you don't do you, mean it. So how do you change that? By letting go, no, just let, do the silent prayer so God can separate you. You got to be all in and not fight against anything. You trust yeah. Satan to fight for you, but you don't trust God to fight for you. Because you don't believe he really will in those difficult times. Mm. You don't believe God will fight in those moments. You believe Satan will. Okay. And so you go into critical thinking. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Does that make sense? Yeah. So you got to decide who you're going to trust, Satan or God. Because if you're in your thoughts trying to protect anything, and they're not your thoughts, they're not your own, then you're worshiping Satan. Really, really. Y'all hear that? Because you can't be in the light and the darkness. You're either of the light or you're of the darkness. You're either all in or you're not. There's no half step in here. You can't play God the way we play one another. 
Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, there used to be a saying that 99 and a half won't do. You got to do 100. I'm serious. That's why you're still suffering because you still worship the devil. Oh, like I'm, I'm silently praying. And while you're sitting there silently praying, Satan said, Oh, you got to go wash dishes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you owe Leroy some money. Uh, j- j- uh, Sue took your money. <laughs> you really worship the saints sitting there in prayer. Because wow. you listen to his voice rather than let it pass. You got to be all in or not. That's the only way you're going to overcome the world. So You can't have step. Being all in, what does that completely look like? Let life happen. No matter what happens in life, let it happen. That's hard, bro. So what else? That's hard. What's hard about it? Oh, she passing the mic. That is a concept that I wrestled with for a while. Because I understand that. Because when you're raised in this world, you're raised that if you want something to happen, you need to make it happen. Yeah. Or you're weak. Yep. And so that's been installing us very Everybody been raised that way. Yep. Even so, drug at it. Yep. On the street. Yep. So releasing so control is, it, it feels like a weakness in the beginning. That's so deep, man. Mm. But that's strength. Yeah. Your weakness is your strength. When you realize that there is nothing you can control, absolutely nothing, then you'll be all in. And in your weakness, you'll be made strong. But as long as you're trying to control anything and not just let life happen, then you'll be made weak. Hmm. What are you afraid of? Me? To let go, to be all in. Oh, no, I was saying that's how I used to think. Oh, now oh you're not like that now? Uh-uh. You're all in now? I'm all in. Oh, okay. I you don't control anything. With everything. Okay. Good, bad, indifferent. doesn't matter if something seamlessly happens bad. It doesn't matter if it's happening, something that seems like it's happening good. Yeah. All is well. So you got to be, you understand what it means to be all in? You mm-hmm. no, no matter what's happening, mm-hmm. no matter what it is, I don't care what it is. Your friend's talking about you. Your mama died. Oh, she's dying. Okay, she's dying. There's nothing you can do about it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, when you started to cry a little bit, tear up a little, and he started rubbing your back, he should have done that. He should let you go through it, let that pass through. Yeah. Because now you're getting the habit of wanting someone to rub your back when you want a boo-hoo. Mm-hmm. You find yourself, and that feels so good. Like you're saved now when you rub your back. Oh, he loved me. Look how you rub on my back. <laughs> and then if he doesn't rub the back, let's say you're out somewhere and you start to tear up, and he doesn't rub the back, he's right there, but he's not touching you. Oh, he doesn't love me. Mm. He didn't rub my back this time. He's looking at another woman. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense? Yeah. So you got to be all in, either with the devil or with God. God will take care of you. He really will. You know how you believe Satan will take care of you, right? Well, I didn't really think... Let her have a mic for me. I, I didn't really think that, until this conversation, I didn't really think that... I knew I wasn't completely 100% in trusting God. Yeah. But I didn't think that 
I was allowing Satan to do that, you know? Who would you think were doing it? That's what I'm saying. Like, now that I'm logically thinking about it, what you're saying makes sense. Right. And that's, that's why I want you to, I'm encouraging you to get to know yourself. You're going to see how dumb you are. We are so dumb, we really think we're doing that. We don't even accept that Satan is doing it. We take credit for that. Mm-hmm. Even though we can't change it, we still take credit for it. Mm-hmm. And, and, but that's how Satan deceives you. The heart is wicked. It's so wicked, I cannot find the words to say. Your little heart is more about mama or daddy or what somebody did. The heart is wicked, deeply wicked. And the light of the Father will clear that up, but you've got to be all in in order for that to happen. Yeah. You, can't, you can't read about it and make it happen. You can't listen to a talk show and make it happen. You can't pray to the Lord and make it happen. You've got to be all in. You gotta let go. Yeah, and I think our emotions, lastly, are very deceptive. Very much. So. Like the trickery is just ridiculous. Absolutely. <laughs> so amazing. Yeah. See, you've been saved right now. <laughs> that makes sense, right? Yeah. So stop. You doing the silent prayer? Yeah. Okay. Stay with it. Mm-hmm. Thank you. And and just watch those eyes. We are to pray and watch. That's it. Without any opinion. All right? You're welcome. <laughs> no. um, yeah, so many people want to talk. Did you have your hand, Raymond? Yes. How do you, what's your idea of, about life? It's a gift that we should share it. And the only way we, should, we can share it is to take it one moment at a time. Because the moment is all we have in this life. That sounds so beautiful, huh? Mm-hmm. What do you mean by that, though? It just sounds good, but what do you mean? Have you stopped judging yourself? I believe I have. Have you stopped hating yourself? Yes, I have. Okay, good. By the time. <laughs> it only took 32 years. <laughs> <laughs> nice, Raymond. That's cool, man. Thank you. The young lady right behind you. That's a man. <laughs> I know it's hard to tell nowadays, but... And then I'm gonna come to you, and everyone. Uh, what's your idea about life? Um, I think it's just a a bunch of experiences. I think as I've been able to be an observer of life rather than feeling like life was like working against me, I've been able to clearly see different situations that would ideally take me out of character or um, cause me to overreact and just realizing um, how people project their own injuries on you. So, yeah, I've just been kind of gracefully flowing through life. Do you ever try to make anything work? Um, No, I think sometimes I'm like, okay, how can I figure this out myself? But then I think after that moment, I'm kind of like, okay, let me just allow God to take control of the situation. Can you give, do you ever yell at Hassan because he just doesn't do it your way or he acting all like he's not in love? <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't think I ever actually yell. Maybe sometimes I don't know. Um, Do you or don't you? But <laughs> um, I mean, yeah. Like I think every once in a while we'll probably get in a disagreement. But he's pretty, he's pretty strict of like being like, no, you can go think about this and then you can talk to me later. So. 
And so, but sometimes you try to make him listen. Let's have this conversation now. Um. Yeah. I mean, yes, because I'm very like about like conflict resolution. Oh, and Lord. so, <laughs> oh God. I don't think that's a horrible thing. You're I mean, conflict resolution. I, yeah, I'm big about like conflict resolution. So like, let's. This is the situation. Like, let's figure it out. And so. I think, yeah, sometimes he's just like, no, you need to go figure this out. Good and then we, we can talk about and it. And do you think, this man don't love me? Oh, no. you look like Jesus telling me to go <laughs> figure it out. <laughs> I think the whole Jesus thing definitely gets it going. But no, I mean, no, I don't think I ever am like, oh, he doesn't love me. I think uh, it genuinely is out of love. Do you, have you ever met a man that made you take care of you? And not blame him for your issues. Wait, can you ask? Can you say that again? Like when he tell you, to, no, you got to go figure it out for yourself. I'm not going to be involved in your conflict issues. Have you ever met a man that was straight up with you like that? No. And so was it? Is it was it hard, or is it hard to accept that? No, it actually isn't because I know that that's what I needed. Um, I think in my other relationships, I definitely was like the man of the relationship. Yeah. So I was like genuinely looking for somebody to like actually step up and like lead me. Right. Um, right I don't want to be a man. So, yeah, I think for me, it's like growing in that like, OK, this this feels authentic. This feels natural. And did you give him a hard time in the beginning at all? Or you just accepted it. Okay, Jesus is here. <laughs> I can relax. Um, <laughs> no, yeah, I think for the most part I've accepted it. Like, I mean, obviously, I always say that we've probably been at least three different people throughout the time of our relationship in a good way. Um, You've been three people? Yeah, what like just mean? like experiences. Like we've been growing a lot, like uh, through the course of our relationship. And... um I think with every new transition, there's always like a conversation. So, yeah, I think. And so real fast, what do you mean you're a conflict resolution person? <laughs> I, I, I told you, like, if there's a, I don't know, a problem that comes up, I'm like, okay, this is the problem. Let's address it. Oh, okay. um, just to kind of get to the root Meaning of it. Let's talk about it? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I see. Yeah. You have a degree? Huh? You went to college? <laughs> I did. <laughs> no wonder. <laughs> I no. did. But I mean, I know I know your views about that, but I views? feel like <laughs> I I know that you Cheyenne think it makes people more intellectual and stuff like that, but I don't I I think I'm pretty good about like critical thinking and I have an open mind, so I'm not like set in a view or anything like that. Mm -hmm. I'm like open to And when you're good at critical thinking, where are you getting those thoughts from that you're using to be so critical so good at? Well, I mean, obviously like I'm saved, like I'm born again. So for obviously. me <laughs> So for me, I think um just my relationship with God naturally, like he, he's always going to show me discernment and, um, I can, you know, be hearing something. And if I know that, like, it's not of God, like if it's not of his spirit, like I'm naturally going to reject it. So are you all in with God? Absolutely. And being all in with him, you still need critical thinking? <laughs> no, uh -huh. I'm not saying that right now, but I'm uh -huh. just saying in general, right? Like, just allowing his discernment. And I oh, think okay. that's essentially like critical thinking is being able to like discern whether it's coming from your flesh or your spirit. 
Interesting. Had you thought about life before? Like, what is life really about? Um, no, not really. And why not? I don't know. I think, yeah, for the most part, I just kind of like go with the flow of things. Oh, okay. Yeah. Amazing. Is that a good question, though? Yeah. What is, is life about? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes, ma'am, right here. And then I'll come here. Um, I wanted to answer the biblical question because I felt like it kind of falls into everything that you were talking, you've been the talking about. The biblical question from this past week? Uh-huh. Um, what's the biblical Is it hard to separate the you from the not you? Yeah, and my answer would be no because the separation actually comes from God I think the hard part is letting go for people, letting go and letting God. Cause for you? For me? Oh, okay. Yeah, for me. And what's hard about that? It's not hard. The separation, hard to separate the you from oh. the not you is okay. not hard. Okay. My answer is that it's not hard because it's God that does it. Is the the letting go <clears throat> part, letting go and letting God is the hard part. But God actually when you become aware, God is the one that actually separates you from the not you. And so what's your idea about life? My idea about life now is being in the presence of God and that is purposeful and that I'm grateful and I appreciate that I have life. And I just move through it as it goes, move through it, being in the presence of God, being aware so that I can do what's right. Amazing. Okay. Yes, sir. I'm looking at the clock now, and I got to end on time. So we're going to move a little faster. I had a dream. What's your idea about life? Well, I had a dream that I asked God that question, and he made me live every person's life. And when I came to, I said, is that what it's all about? And he said, what is it? I go, recognizing patterns all the time, just pattern recognition. He said, probably to you, that's all life is. And I said, but that's not a great message. Can you tell me more? Like, would you tell Jesus I go, do you have a better message? And he goes, yeah, I do. And I go, okay, great. What's the message? You had all this long conversation yeah. with God. And he goes, I go, asleep? But I was asleep. And I oh, go, you're dreaming. I was dreaming. And he says, oh. uh, well, he didn't say anything for eternity. I just kept asking him. And when I got upset, I said, well, God, what's the message? And he said, stop asking questions. You did? Yeah, that's what he said. He said, just stop asking questions, Paul. Amazing. So you met your father for the first time in how many years? Uh, since birth, 49 years. Wow. And his father was here last Sunday, and they had just met after 49 years. Amazing. And so how did you meet him? How's it going now? Um, he calls me every day to talk. He has a lot to uh, talk about to, <laughs> to uh, make up for time. Uh, I find it exhausting, like work. It was not a job I thought I was going to get involved with. It's finding a new father or finding my father. Right. It's a it's a it's a whole new life. It's kind of a, a whole new experience. So in what way? Well, I mean, just learning about a different culture, different th- thought processes. Uh, that my brother he has the same thought process my brother has, and I'm the opposite of my brother. So oh, he, he thinks nothing like I do. Like he doesn't even feel like my father. <laughs> But I know that he is because of DNA and because of the history. So it's and kind you of went odd. and met his family, the rest of your family yeah, members. Yeah, I met right? them. They're awesome. Oh, okay. Yeah, nice man. Yeah, it was well, be cool. patient with him. Right. He That's, might not understand the way you do. 
Right. No, I, I, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Um, what's your idea about life? Uh, one big lesson over and over, I guess, uh, good and bad. Oh, okay. But yeah, it's a, it's a, I've thought of that question a lot in different nice. times of my life. I, I thought the answer was just, just different, you know, weird, crazy, fast. It goes fast. Nice. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to ask Hassan and then Hake, and then I've got to move on. Hassan, what's your idea, what's your idea about life? Can I nominate him to go? You didn't nominate him to do what? To, to give his explanation. About your life? No, just, <laughs> I, I want to kind of hear his thing. You hear it after a while. Let me hear yours. Okay. Are you, um, what, uh, well, it's funny because now I think that like I think life, we we when we're in the fallen state we're trying to get all this stuff outside to make us happy and we think that if we don't get all these things that it's going to make us miserable yeah. like if we don't get this house if we don't get this job if we don't do this this is going to make me miserable but really not being obedient to God is what's going to have you be miserable and what's being obedient to God by letting go and not not Thinking, believing the thoughts that you need this, 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 because it would just be, it would never end. So that is the train of misery. And if we stop thinking that if we don't get all these things, um, that's not the miserable thing. The the miserable thing is not having the peace. And, And I think through the obedience and just letting go, even if you don't have the house or the job or the this, or you're living on the side of the street, which God won't ha- let happen, you know, but. Why would he let that happen? If you're. There are a whole lot of folks out there believe in God. I don't think so. Well, they think they do, though. They think they, they do. They know the Bible. They know the scriptures and everything, but they live it on the streets. Right. But like you said, anyone who's truly a son of God or, you know, obedient to God, yeah. they're not going to, it's not going to happen. Right. Because you're gonna, you're gonna do the you know, the right thing. So, yeah. So I think that's probably what what the the whole thing is is okay. not thinking that not having something is gonna make you miserable. Chasing those things is what's gonna have you be miserable. Okay. Yeah. Amazing. So let me find out what's wrong with you. <laughs> <coughs> what's your idea about life? Um, life, there, I mean, well, actually, you have to understand, there has been a war been raging for thousands of years between good and evil, and evil is real, and spirits are real. So if you're, a, if you're living in this world, and you think that your life results about, about getting a job and an education and dying, that's what they want you, that's the program they have created for you to accept and believe that you're born, get a job, Get a career and die, but the re- but the reality is, there's a war been waging. That's why we have. That's why we, when you see the violence and you see the people in poverty and the other countries, 
There's a real evil war when raging. And when you accept that you are a soldier, if you want to be a soldier and you're awake and you fight that evil, you're no longer a prisoner. You're no longer going to have those nightmares. And people are possessed. People who have, who have nightmares. She's like, she's saying she has nightmares. She can't sleep. She's got demons. She needs an exorcism. I'm being honest. Isn't that a joke? People are possessed. There are demonic demons possessed people. And so your idea about life, lost or short, is war. what? There's a war, spiritual There's war. war. There's an actual evil war, war happening yeah. among us. And you have to understand there is, an evil is real and people do get possessed. And you have to accept God to remove the evil. And how do you accept that? You have to get that. You have to believe in. You have to reject Satan as your daddy. Right? And how do you do that? You have to, you have to say, I don't, I no longer want to worship the devil. I don't want those things. I don't want to live in that darkness. I don't want to live in that perverted, whatever you're doing that's causing your life to be miserable. You have to, you have to make a decision. And how do you do that? You have to, you have to accept Christ. Accept what? Accept Christ as your Lord and Savior. And how do you do that? You pray and you ask for forgiveness and you want to walk in the light of God. No more walking in the darkness of accept, living in sin. Okay. Okay. Thank you, man. Real fast here, and nobody else raise your hand. No. Right here. Um, what he was saying about you know accepting Jesus Christ as your Savior, um, I think it is about praying and asking for forgiveness, you know, for your sins and your trespasses. Um, but I think it gets more literal, um, as you say, letting go. Um, following the commandments because they're there for a reason um, and just living in the moment like you said like this morning my girlfriend we wake up we do the same thing every day we wake up and then we go to the gym and she's stressing about getting to her gym class on time we get there on time every week but she's stressing to me and just making life miserable for both of us you know, like by stressing over these small little things and then she's stressing about getting to work on time we get we get to work on she gets to work on time every time she has no problems but just letting go um and realizing you have no control and you have to give it up to god um, and how do you do that you do that by by like you said um not listening to those negative thoughts cuz they're going to they're going to be there uh sometimes whether you want them to be or not is there anything as a positive thought yeah should you listen to the positive thoughts I think you should listen to positive. I think you should listen to the scriptures, and I think you should listen to, to uh, what what God says. That's what I think you should. Should do. you listen to positive thoughts? Sometimes, if they align with what what the scriptures say and what God says, yeah. And where do they come from? They come from <clears throat> studying the Word, and and they come from prayer, and they come from ease and peace. And where do the positive thoughts come from? They come from peace, the being at peace with yourself. So does so you believe God talked to you? I think God gives you opportunities. I don't think He talks directly to you. I think He spoke through, to to us through scriptures and through prophets over time. I think He speaks to us through Christ. Um, yeah. So you live with your girlfriend? Yeah. Oh, I see. Right. That's the lady that came last week, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. amazing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice lady. Yeah, she's. Did she contact her mother? She hasn't yet. Oh, okay. But Maybe. she wanted to be here, but she works on Sundays. I told her, you know, she can block it out if she chooses to. She's an independent contractor, so she might be, she might return. Right on. Yeah. Amazing. Okay. Uh, hey, 
how do you, how, what's your idea about the world? I mean, about life. Um, as I thought about it when you said that you were going to ask me, I was, <laughs> bef before it, before now, I thought that I didn't really have an idea about life. But as I think about how I live, how I actually live my life or have lived my life, I've thought about having like as much fun as possible. And also getting close to God or whatever, like following God. Like two things. <laughs> <laughs> so you, when you think about life, about life, you think about having fun yeah. and getting close to God. <laughs> yeah. Or whatever. Right. Two things. Mm -hmm. Okay. Ermis, what do you, how do you, what do you think about life? Um, I don't really have an idea. I mean, what? What's your idea about life? I don't really have an idea. You at never this point. think about life, I huh? You never think about life. I'm not saying that. Oh, I'm saying I don't necessarily saying? have an idea about it at this point. Why not? Um, because it's all an illusion. You know, I used to have an idea of kind of what I wanted and what I wanted to be, what I wanted to have, but I don't really have those illusions now. Life is just life. It's just like you yeah. have no idea about it at all now? Not at this point. No, not really. Not anything that I can really grab a hold of and, and like, tell you. Oh, okay. Yeah. How about you, Frankie? Life is exciting. It's fun. Every day is different. Huh? Speak into the mic. It's so exciting. You need to yeah, speak into the mic. Yeah, it's exciting. It's fun. <laughs> it's, um, every day is a new experience. Okay. Kind of jump out of bed and get to go run to do things. It's oh, uh, bad, huh? Yeah. No, I'm playing. <laughs> so, so let me tell you this uh, because of time. So this is Bond's 32nd anniversary. This organization has been around 32 years. And when I, when Bond first started, I had no idea about it, what's going to happen or what to do. I had no plans. And... I just realized, he caused me to realize, once he woke me up and I went and forgave my mother and all that, that the real problem was anger. You know, there's no, you know, it wasn't about race. It wasn't about anything but that. People's hearts are wicked. So I started Bond just to say that on the first day. I, I thought I would just talk to people about that. And at that time, it was primarily black people. And then... Uh, one thing led to another one and another one and another one. And it is what it is today. It's, it's known around the world now for the most part. And I have never made one plan, and I can honestly tell you I have no idea about it. I never had one idea about what to do with the organization or what's going to happen or any of those things. And even when I had a, my uh, janitorial service, the only thing I knew, I wanted to be my own businessman. I wanted to be a businessman. And at the time, I was working in computers, and I, I didn't have enough money to do that kind of stuff. So I looked around, and I saw that it was easy to become, to start a janitorial service. Because all you need to do is have a little name, make up a flyer, put it on the cars, and people call you up, and they say, hey, I want you to do a job for me. So I would go do the job. Well, I would go and give them an estimation. Then they would give me a down payment. I would rent my equipment and put the money back into the company. Because at the time I was working another job, 
And uh, they said, I knew I had seven full-time employees, but I had no idea. I never made a plan for that company. And I just didn't have sense enough. It just, I didn't see a need to because I didn't know what I wanted. I didn't know what to do because I had never ran a business before that. And so I didn't know what to do. And when I, and the reason I'm asking this question is because of that. Uh, and I, when I got, when I started Bond, I knew no one. I didn't have anyone to help me. I didn't know anyone. And so uh, it's just been amazing what has happened. Even with the janitorial service, people are telling me, this is why you should not listen to people. Don't, you can't start a janitorial service. The Mexicans are going to outbid you. Or, because if you go, if you be a high, the Mexicans are going to be at low. And they'll get the job, right? And I didn't listen to that, though. I could not listen to that. I heard him say it, but there was something about it that caused me to start a janitorial service anyway. So I went to a full-time job, and at night I would go and clean the janitorial service. And then I got so busy that I quit my full-time job at the hospital, and I just started working at, at my janitorial service. And the next thing, I, the need was for more employees. So I hired one woman, and she would work. And, she, and then I got busier. And then I realized I needed more help, so I, I hired the employees while I would go out and get more contracts. It just naturally grew that way. It naturally you know, grew that way, the same way Bond has. And so over the years, I've realized over the years that if you truly, truly, truly believe in God, that you're all in, and you have no idea about life. Not one idea. Because all ideas come from hell. Anyone that has an idea about life, Satan is your daddy. And then you're going to try to make that idea work. If people don't act the way you like for them to act, then you're going to, all of a sudden you got a problem. And if people do act the way you want them to act, you got a problem because now you're going to try to hold on to those people or that person. Um, if the business doesn't go the way your idea is, then you got a problem because you're thinking, oh, uh, say we'd give you another idea for the business. And then that would not work. It would just work temporarily, look like, and then as, and you're all happy about, oh, my business working, praise the Lord, right? And then as soon as that goes wrong, you got to come up with another idea. Or if you're sick and you have an idea about being sick, you'll create another problem for yourself. Instead of allowing that to just pass through you, go through you, you'll go to a doctor somewhere and they'll give you unnecessary medication. And then the medication makes you worse. And then now you got to find another doctor because you have an idea. Of ourselves, we know nothing. And of ourselves, we can do nothing. Any idea about life, period, is Satan is your daddy. Because you're not making up those ideas. It's just that you're not paying enough attention to thoughts to see that the thoughts are making the ideas for you. About life, how things should be, how things should not be. Uh, your belief in Jesus. You don't believe in Jesus if you're not all in. If you're not walking in the spirit of Jesus, and Jesus was, Jesus walked in the spirit of the Father. He was eternal. 
And if you read the scripture, you would never hear where he asked God for anything. He didn't have to ask his father for anything. Let your will be done. Whatever, right? But he didn't ask for anything. So if we are truly children of God, there's no need to ask him for anything. Because the father would take care of you just like Satan been taking care of you. All these years, except that Satan is killing you. God will give you life. He already has everything for you. And he loves you. And he'll do much more for you than your own parents. Than your own friends or your own whatever, your own job. But you got to be all in. You cannot have any expectation that this should or should not happen. Or I want this to happen. Or that to happen. You have to always live in eternal with a wait and see attitude about all things. And that's what it means to believe in the Father. You trust the Father because you have no idea. And all we have is this very moment. God is not in the past. He's not in the future. He doesn't make you think about the future at all. He never has caused you to think about the future or the past because he's not there. He's right here right now all the time. And so when you're trying to plan it out, when you're thinking about, well, what's the next idea? Or how am I going to... He knows your heart. He'll give you your heart desire, too. He really knows it. But you can't have... The one thing I can promise you that any ideas are from Satan. Worry is from Satan. Can't sleep at night from Satan. After you read the scripture, you still have conflict. You don't have peace. Because you want things to be your ideal way. Instead of just doing what's in front of you, never doubting. And the way you don't doubt is just whenever the thoughts come, you have to let go. And you must practice being aware of thoughts at all times. And sometimes you will get caught because you're growing from it. Sometimes you will get caught up. But don't judge it. Just know you're caught up and you'll overcome it. Even if you repeat the same thought a thousand times in one day, you let it go. And don't judge yourself for it. And a little bit of light is taking you away and away and away. The light got you in the same way the darkness have you. And eventually you're going to see that you're less, less connected to the darkness. It'll become, it will become less. And you will start to grow in the confidence of your relationship with the Father. Because he will take care of you. But you can't have any idea about life. You have to live life. You are life, and you have to live it. You can't plan it. And just saying you believe it doesn't work. You have to actually live it. You have to be totally in. If you worry any about anything at any time, you're not in it. You're not with him. Anybody disagree with that? And you can't make yourself believe in him by reading the Bible. You can read the Bible till the cows come home. Really. You can know the scriptures up and down. You're not allowed to even have any ideas about anyone else. Not only can you not have them about yourself, if you were the father, you cannot have any idea about anyone. Any other person. No idea. Yes, sir. When you say you cannot, do you mean that you will not or you're not allowed? Like, when you say you cannot, do you mean you... you cannot what? 
when you say you cannot have an opinion about, say, the scripture or about other people or about yourself, do you mean that you will not if you're walking with the Father or that you're not allowed to, like you shouldn't? It's, it's, to have it, it's a, it shows a lack of faith with God. Let's say you're still your daddy. Because you're not letting go. You're not, you're not letting him reveal. Someone mentioned the word reveal. You're not letting him reveal it. Satan is interpreting even the Bible for you. And you can read the Bible, know the Bible, and Satan will interpret it. And it feels so warm and mm-hmm. good, and you think you yeah. got it. And yet you have no peace. So, so one other thing, could you explain the difference between, say, observation uh, through maybe like fellowship, even not like this, even like one or two people, two or three people, uh, and then, you know, the difference between, say, observation alone and observation in fellowship versus the conflict you're describing? Is it wrong to discuss scripture with two or three people that you're on the same, in the same kind, you know, people from here or whatever? Is that conflict or is that fellowship, that, that observation? Will you say what now? I'm sorry. If you're, say, discussing, to make a very simple question, if you're discussing scripture, me, her, her, and we're just discussing it, uh, you know, after dinner, is that observation or is that conflict? That's all ego. Okay. All ego. Really. Because now you feel good about, let's say you're sitting around a table with two or three people (laughs) discussing scripture, right? And then you say something about the scripture. They go, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Now you feel good. What what if, I mean, what if it's not not about the the ego? I guess what if it's just like, I mean, I guess I would ask, how is fellowship with this many people different than just a conversation about God, I guess, or your belief or you know, not necessarily from the as ego. As you is it know, possible? As long as you know you can see and that you're not getting anything from it. Yeah, just at all. Okay. Okay. Great. You answer. don't feel good about it. You don't feel upset about it. You're not trying to prove it. Never try to prove anything to anyone. When you do that, you think you know. You have an idea. And you're trying to make somebody else accept your idea. That's why there's no right or wrong answer in fellowship? Right. You're just there in the moment, together. And hopefully that in this fellowship that each individual is getting to know themselves so the light can shine, they can see where they're wrong, you know, what they're not seeing. Absolutely. And not because of me, but God. Thank you. I yeah. appreciate the answer. So I see so many hands in it, I can't... If I said, okay, one more question, then I have to hear from Chris... Am I allowed to let one person go? Ah. Uh, if, if you let one, you have to let all. See? <laughs> but since this young man hasn't said anything, one, and that's it. May I? <laughs> Mother, may I? Well, you, you talk after the church service ends with the people in the audience. Uh, okay. Yes. So I understand what you're saying. Like, if, if, I'm try, if we're trying to, like, argue with somebody that they're wrong about Scripture, that would not be what we should do but if it but what about the holy spirit would doesn't he give us some thoughts that help us that's understand? a good question i'm glad i went to you the holy spirit never give you a thought all thoughts are from hell <laughs> that's why god said bring the whole imagination into captivity he didn't say you know what you can believe the scriptures do the imagination he said bring every thought and you in you have thoughts that you don't even realize you have. 
like uh, Hassan was saying, somebody was saying, even from childhood, somebody, they're still there. And they're in there and they're controlling your life and Satan is using it against you and you don't realize it. That's why when he changed the heart, salvation of the heart, then the light will start shining and it will destroy the darkness. But you got to let go so it can do that. You can have it at, even when you're afraid of something. My wife's going to leave me now I'm scared. Or my wife's going to take my children. There was a guy called the show the other day and he was in tears because his wife won't let him play with his child. That's too important to him. God doesn't want him to act that way. He put that more before loving God with all your heart, soul, and might, along with nothing else or nobody else or anything else. And the only way that's going to happen, even when you feel fear of losing something or not getting something or for someone to say or think, you need to feel that and let it crash. You need to be all in with God so you can overcome that because that's too important to you too. You cannot be in the world and with God. I mean, you can be in it but not of it, right? And the only way you're going to be in the world but not of it, it all ego got to crash. And it feels scary because Satan play on you worry. It makes you think about the outcome and all that crap. Don't listen to the devil. Let it crash. Feel the fear. It'll be so painful sometimes you can't even walk. After a while, you won't have to feel that anymore because the ego is descending into hell. It really is. And that means it shows that you're all in with God because you trusted Satan all these years. Look what he's done to you. Trust God. And most people do not believe that God will help them. They don't, most people do not believe in God. Because if they did, they would be all in and let him handle it. The light will handle life for you. All situations, anything, anytime. Just like Satan is always with you, God will be with you all the time. <laughs> You're just going to switch gods, that's all. And he would take over rather than Satan taking over. Amazing. But you gotta, you gotta let go. You can't protect the ego. That's just the only thing. You can't be protecting the night you. You have to let the ego suffer and die. And it feels like you, but it's not you. The ego makes you think you know when you really don't know. You really don't know. The ego makes you think, oh, that's a bad situation. You need to freak out. You need to do something. You need to say something. No, you don't. If it's telling you you need to do something or say something or give a reaction to the world, you don't. You don't owe the world anything because when you react to the world, all you're doing is two egos arguing. Trying to prove one is right and one is wrong. You're just arguing. And people love gossip. They love arguments. That's all that's happening. Both of you are still serving Satan. One tried to prove that the other was wrong. It's all ego. You don't need to respond to the world. And, and I'm telling you, it will always work out. I, I would love to take your hand, but I got to stop. Really. So we, if you want to talk a little later, we can go for a minute. Uh, I want to, the brand new biblical question is, how many fighters are you, how many in the room are fighters?
you're a fighter. You can be honest. You're a fighter. And the rest are not, what, what, cowardly people. The rest are not fighters. You're not a fighter. What do you mean by fighter? So what? What do you mean? That's a biblical question. But next week. I just said, what do you mean by fighter? Are you a fighter? Like physically, mentally, spiritually? Are you a fighter? <laughs> yes. You're a fighter? Yes. Nice. Are you a fighter? Yeah. You are? Yep. Amazing. I can't, I, it's just a biblical question, I can't add to it. Uh, are you a fighter? Nope, I'm a lover. <laughs> so what? No, Jesse, I'm you a, a lover? lover. No, what a day when I have so much fun. <laughs> he ran up on a lover. Ooh. Chris said the same thing this morning. I asked Chris, was he a fighter? He said, no, I'm a lover. Are you a fighter? Uh-huh. No, it's not like sure. Sure. Yeah, I'm a fighter. You are a fighter. I'm a fighter. Oh, okay. You a fighter, Big Bob? I don't know. You don't know if you're a fighter or not? Oh, you don't know? No, I don't. In the back with a brown jacket, are you a fighter, yes or no? Well, take the mic first. Yes. You a fighter? Mm-hmm. You a fighter? Absolutely. Okay. Amazing. That's the biblical question for this week. Are you a fighter? Right here. Are you a fighter? No. How old are you? Eleven. God said one day we're going to listen to the children. Thank you. All right? So that's the biblical question. Uh, stay with the silent prayer. Get to Stay with you. Become your own man, your own woman. And I'm telling you, what you're going to discover, if you stay on that path, would be amazing. Uh, thank you for your support. If you need counseling, we have the best counseling service. Uh, you can call the office and go to the website. Uh, any other number? Oh, no church next Sunday. So what? It's, oh. So because of no church, I'll answer this, respond to this biblical question on Friday during the show. Oh, no, no, Thursday no. Show on Friday. On Thursday. Thursday. On Thursday. I got to go to Florida. I'm speaking at an event down there on Friday, and then I'm looking at some buildings for barn down there. So I won't be back until late Sunday. I figure while I'm down there, I should look for the. Are you making a move? Yeah, we're moving to Florida. Yeah, nice. Orlando. Yeah. Well, sometimes it's here before the year is up. We got to get out of this building. And uh, we've been. I'm sorry? Always in Florida? What? So you go to Florida instead of finding a new location? Yeah, we tried to find a place in California to buy, but it's I can't do it. It's through the roof. So many res, res, uh, regulations, restrictions, and. Even if you bought, yeah, it's same rules. You know, taxes are high, and Orange County is a little bit nice, but it's still they'll follow. They have the same government, and they're starting to change too a little bit. And this government is not going to let up with the mask and the internet thing. It's just not going to. They have control. It will be Canada soon.
It really will. And so, but I, I, I want to stay in L.A. I stay as long as I can. But I have no other choice. Even my realtor said, you know what? You, you're not, it's not going to work here. And if I made the money, I can, he said, but it's better. You can't buy in California if you want to do what you want to do. Everything is through the roof. So between now and the end of the year, I don't know exactly when, but when we do, I'll let you know. But uh, next Sunday, no church. All right, so we're leaving town Thursday after this. Hey, you're not even doing a report on Thursday, right? Correct. Yeah, because we're leaving pretty early. So no church on Sunday. Let everybody you know no, no church next Sunday. But if the Lord is willing, and the creature will rise to Father Sunday. Um, I think that's it. Thank you all. Look, stay with you. Whatever anybody else want to do, wish them well. But don't let them pull you from the straight and narrow path into their wide road. Don't let anyone control you. Don't let anyone manipulate you. You stay on your path. And God will show you. He'll take over. And these things that we talked about today will be made clear to you. Because you will overcome evil. And so just practice during the day we about to doubt every thought about anything, no matter what it is. About your ideas about life and about anything. You cannot have any ideas or plan. Because they all come from Satan. They're not your own. You don't make your own ideas up. The ego wants you to think you're making up your own ideas, but you're not making them up. They're coming from your dad as Satan. All in the name of Jesus. That's why God, once again, God said, bring every imagination into captivity. That means you can't think on any of this mess. Nothing. Even when you read the Bible, let it go in and out. Don't hold on to it. Keep your glass empty. Because whatever you hold on to, it'll fill your glass up and God can't get to you. Because your ego is filling up your glass. Leave it empty. All right? Thank you all for tuning in. And thank you for your support. We'll do the Super Chats and D-Lives uh, tomorrow. Thanks for your tithes and offering, all that good stuff. I do appreciate it. And thank you all for coming. Amazing fellowship today. Thank you for that. Amazing. <laughs>